Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, it's funny, but traveling, six, six years ago, I came over, and we only had one church. And, and, and look what the Lord has done. Now I can bring you a report of seven churches over there that are there in Germany. And, 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 and trust me, this is, I, no mean to disregard anybody, but this is not Africa where you can sit under a tree and preach and thousands of people are coming. This is like over here. You, you really have to work it. Amen. You have to work it. You have to have one-on-one Bible studies. And Germans are more stubborn than people around here. Trust me. <laughs> a whole lot more. Amen. But they say if you win a German, if you finally win a German, you'll have it for life. And I've seen that. Amen. Praise God. And, and that's a wonderful thing. So please pray for Germany and, and, and partner up with us. And, and I, I believe God's going to use this church mightily. Amen. You believe that? Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go into the Word of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. I, I really feel like this is a message that needs to be preached today. And I, I, I really feel like the Lord is trying to keep us focused on His Spirit, but the devil is somehow trying to keep us distracted. Amen? Praise God. But I don't want to be distracted today because I came to have church. I came to be touched. I came to be changed today. Amen? How about you? Praise God. Well, it seems like the front row is with me. How about the back row back there? Amen. You with me? Praise God. You want to be changed today? Amen. You know, I pray that the Lord is going to use this mission service out of the ordinary. Wouldn't that be awesome? If somebody would fill, be filled with the Holy Ghost, somebody would be healed in a mission service, somebody would be blessed in a mission service, seeing a miracle in a mission service. I mean, God can do that. Amen. I want to see that happen tonight. Amen. Praise God. I believe the big boom hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Jesus' name. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothed in tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, doubt men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noise abroad, you believe the church still needs to make some noise. Amen. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, and are all these, these, these which speak Galileans. We're going to skip down to verse 12, if you please. Verse 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking and said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter Standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. It's too early to be drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. Right? Mm. 16. 
But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. Amen. I know about you, but I get excited about the spirit of God. I get excited about reading about the spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to be filled with the spirit of God. I want to be renewed and filled and blessed with the spirit of God. Amen. Praise God. We're going to go into Ephesians 5.17. If you'd like to just listen, that'll be fine too. I'm going to read it right now. Uh, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine when it's excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Don't you love to worship God? Come on, don't you love to worship God? He deserves our worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's what he wants us to do. See, an old preacher was quoting this scripture once. And he said, we're just drunk as we're supposed to be. Right? Amen. So when we are full of the Spirit of God, we are just drunk as we're supposed to be. Amen? Oh, I believe that. Praise God. So I, I want to talk to you real quick about we're just drunk as we're supposed to be. Is that all right? You love being drunk in the Spirit of God? Why don't we lift up our hands right now and pray to God. Lord, we thank you, God. God, we give you all, all the glory, Lord. We give you everything, Lord, that we have, God. We praise you, Lord, and I ask you right now, Lord, bless this congregation. Anoint us, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, in Jesus' name, God. We need your spirit upon us right now. Help us, Lord, let this not just be another service, God. Let us not just go through the motions. But, God, we want to be changed. We want to be touched, God, tonight. God, speak to us, Lord, and fill us with your spirit, Lord. Preach to me and through me, Lord, in Jesus' name right now. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Hebrews 13, 8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday. Today and forever. Aren't you thankful that he is a not changing God? He stays the same no matter what happens. He stays the same no matter what your problem is. Amen. He stays the same no matter where you're living. He stays the same no matter what your situation is. Hallelujah. I am thankful that I can travel 8,000 miles away from Germany. And I can worship God and feel God the same way over here in Jesus' name. He is the same God. Hallelujah. He is the same God. Praise God. We are the church of the living Christ. You believe that? Let us never be considered a sober church. Let us never have a sober atmosphere. Amen. I want to go to a church that knows how to worship God. I want to go to a church that knows how to grab a hold of God. Amen. How about you? Amen. Praise God. You see in Germany... There's a lot of Catholic churches. There's a lot of beautiful buildings that they have. You know, you, you, I love Catholics. I just don't like what they teach. But I love their buildings and all those things. And, uh, and you know, when you walk in, you'll see these buildings with those beautiful paintings on the ceilings and statues and all kinds of things. You know, it's beautiful to walk in there and visit those places. But as you walk in, you'll notice a couple things right away. First of all, it's very cold in there. I mean, they don't need no air conditioning and fans and all that kind of stuff. It's cold anyway. <laughs> Amen. And another thing is, it's dead. Yeah. 
It's dead. It's three o'clock in the morning. Just poof, dead. As you walk in, usually right above the altar area, there is a huge cross hanging on the back wall there. And on that cross, there is a, a dead Jesus hanging. Let me tell you, that's the reason why their churches are dead. It's because their Jesus is still hanging on that cross. But my Jesus came down from that cross. My Jesus rose on the third day. He is alive. And that's why we are alive. We are the church of the living Christ because he is alive. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Act as you are the church of the living Christ. I want to be alive because he is alive. Praise God. I am thankful to be in a church that is alive. How about you? Amen. Praise God. I mean, you've you, you never seen anybody come into the church and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for a dead church. Uh-uh. I mean, we want to be a part of something that's alive. Amen. And I am thankful to be in a church tonight that is alive and knows how to worship God. Amen. Praise God. The people of Athens, they always wanted something new. They always were looking for new things, some new things, some new ways, some new God. Whether a statue, a star, an animal, animal or a figure, they would just follow this new God. They would pray to him, ask him for, for healing, for, for uh, children, for wealth and for food. But of course it never came. Then they just would discard that, that God and would follow the latest fan. Doesn't that sound familiar nowadays? Yes. Amen. Follow the latest things. They would not follow the tested and the tried. They were not interested in the old path. They wanted something new. They followed every wind of doctrine. They were an inch deep and a mile wide. They had no depth and no stability and not grounded in truth. But let me tell you, I am thankful that we can be grounded in truth today. I am thankful for the stability in our life above the word of God that we have today. Hallelujah. Are you thankful? Praise God. I'm thankful for truth. So people look for all these things. They look for iPhone and iPods and iPad and I, 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 I. All these new things, all these great things. Brother Hammond said, you know, it's, it all starts with I. We should have known better. <laughs> I mean, amen. I mean, it's all about I. But let me tell you, it's not about I. It's about him. It's about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I am thankful today that we know of Jesus Christ and of his spirits. We don't need no new thing. We can be thankful for what the Lord has done in our life. Amen. Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost today? Come on, raise up your hand if you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you thankful for the gift of the Holy Ghost? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to lay a foundation here before I start preaching. Is that all right? Amen. Praise God. People are asking us what it is. What is it that, that we have in our churches? I don't know if you ever had that happen, but people ask, what is it? What's so special about you Pentecostal churches? Amen? And we know what it is. It's the Spirit of God. But, you know, they're, they're asking, just like the Israelites with the manna, they call it, what is it from the first day until the last day? What is it? They were marveled about it. And, and so our people nowadays marvel about what it is that we have in our churches. And I know what it is. Amen? 1 Corinthians 12, 3, the Bible says, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 6, 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise God. 
Acts 2, 38, the Bible says, und Petrus sprach, hat jeder von euch lassen sich taufen, auf den Namen Jesu Christi zur Vergebung eurer Sünden, so werdet ihr die Gabe des Heiligen Geistes empfangen. Amen. Well, that was German, I'm sorry. Uh, here it is. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive. Come on, somebody. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's not just an extra blessing. It's not just a dandy prayer language. It's the Spirit of God in the life of a true believer. Ye shall receive. It's a promise that He has for you and I. Come on, won't you clap your hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost right now? Hallelujah. It's a promise for you and I. Amen. I am thankful for this promise. That means everyone can and will receive it. Amen. If you have a desire to receive the Spirit of God, you can receive it tonight. If you have a desire to be renewed, you will be renewed tonight. I believe that. Amen. Somebody with me. It is absolutely essential for eternal life. You got to have it. I don't understand why people would not want to have the Spirit of God. I don't understand why people would not want to speak in tongues. Be blessed by something, by something supernatural. Amen. I want it. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Come on, somebody. By His Spirit. I don't understand. Why would you not want to have His Spirit? Come on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, you with me? Yeah. Oh, after all, you need to believe in the Spirit of God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you this real quick. Here, a pastor in Michigan, he was approached by a secular college, wanting to study Pentecostals as they are worshiping. And those researchers, they came and hooked those people to those machines with, uh, to, to scan their brain, you know, with those white little probes, to scan their brain as they're worshiping. Can you imagine somebody doing that to you? These researchers, they learned that there is a part of the brain used in true Pentecostal worship that is not used in any other activity. In fact, that part of the brain was thought inaccessible up until that point. These were not just a bunch of wacko researchers. They were Pulitzer Prize winners. And these guys were weeping and crying as they were watching these Holy Ghost filled, Jesus name baptized people and apostolics worshiping God. I don't think you got this. You, 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 got, to, you, you got to understand. There is something in your brain that just sits there. I mean just... All your life just sits there. Don't do nothing. It's dead. Up until that very moment when you walk into a Pentecostal worship service and you get your worship going, something kicks in. Something happens to your brain. Something comes alive. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit comes alive in somebody's life when we worship God. Come on. Once you get your worship going, come on right now. Hallelujah. Something comes alive. They call it a phenomenon, but we still call it the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
I love to worship God. I know about you, but I love to worship God. Let me tell you, on this deputation, we had six to seven services every week. 60 services in 90 days. You know what? You can imagine everybody is a little worshiping different and they kind of behaving different. We have, we have people from different parts of Africa, Middle East, from Australia, and all kinds of parts of the world. And it's very interesting to watch these people. But, but we have some Germans too. Yeah, I always forget to say that. You know, of course. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but you know, one day they were asking me to play the drums. And as, as I was playing the drums, I was watching the congregation. And something happened because this guy over there on the, on the far end there, on the right hand, he, he, was, he usually likes to just sit there. He's from the Middle East. He likes to sit there, clap his hands, and be all calm and all, you know quiet and not really move a lot he had the holy ghost and he was he was baptized in jesus name but he's kind of introverted you know but but what on that day when i was playing the drums i was watching congregation i watched him and i saw him stepping out of that pew and i thought oh he's all excited and he started running the aisles and and i i i, I was so excited to watch him seeing that but you know as he started running he goes right around the pew right around the pews around around the aisles there. he goes like one two three and then he runs out He comes right back in and he does the same thing. He runs around. He goes one, two, three, and he runs out again. So I'm thinking, what in the world is he doing out there? So, yeah, next Sunday he does the same thing again. He's really excited. And I love seeing him worship, but why is he doing that? You know? So I was thinking he must be hiding something out there. So, so next Sunday I made up my mind. I'm going to come a little earlier and follow him, see what he's hiding out there. And sure enough. Come a little earlier, acting like I'm a busy, I'm busy on it. I'm just walking right behind him and like a spy, you know, at the church and <laughs> walking over there. And I walk over there to the kitchen. I see him getting a big old glass and he fills it all up with water. And he takes that glass out in the foyer and hides it behind the plant in the foyer. Now you think that's funny, but listen, I was thinking, what in the world is this guy doing? I mean, why? But you know, listen, this guy... He came to church with some expectations. He knew something great is about to happen, amen? Let me tell you, too many times we come to church with no expectations, amen? amen? But that's the reason why we walk out the way we do. But I want God to bless us today. I have some expectations for tonight. I want God to change me today. I want God to do a miracle in our lives. I got some expectations, pastor, amen? I want God to touch us. Amen. I got some expectations. Amen. So this guy, you know, he, he knew he was going to come to church. He knew he was going to get his clapping going, his dancing going, his running the aisle going, and he knew he was going to need a break. It's that simple. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you, I have some expectations today. I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to waste the service today, but I believe God's going to do something today. Would you agree with me? Come on. Would you agree with me from the front to the back? Would you agree with me? Come on, God can do something in your life tonight. He can change you road tonight. That's the reason we're here. Amen. All right. Well, let me preach now. Peter did not deny the accusation that they were drunk. Right? He just let the world know that they were drunk, just not like you think. I, I know it's ironic for me as a German to stand up here and talk to you about drunks. <laughs> but 
Just stick with me, all right? Drunk means, drunk means to be controlled by. It means to be overwhelmed or intoxicated or smashed, loaded up. Or simply under the influence. Let me tell you, there's no telling what can happen in this city. If somebody's willing to get under the influence of the Spirit of God, there's no telling what can happen in this church. There can be a revival if somebody's willing to get under the influence of the Spirit of God. I want God to touch me. I want to be under His influence. I want to be drunk in the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We need to get under the influence of the Spirit of God. Praise God. Let me tell you, I've been to services where they literally had to carry people out of the service because they were drunk in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I love to be drunk in the Spirit of God. I love to be lost in the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, I hate to be lost, but I love to be lost in the Spirit. Mm. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. I saw, this, I saw this bumper sticker once and thought I'd like to share that tonight with you. Hope that's all right, okay? Amen. I saw this bumper, and it's quite interesting. It's a little funny, but just bear with me, all right? It says, how, let me see, make sure, how to avoid a hangover. And it said, take another drink. Ooh, I, hope, I hope this is okay. <laughs> if not, he's going to fix it later. It's going to be all right. So, you know, I got to thinking about this. How to avoid a hangover. Take another drink. If, you know, if you are weary of praying, you're having a spiritual hangover. I mean, when you are sick of going to church, come on. You are having a spiritual hangover. When your depression sets in, you're having a spiritual hangover. When you're sick of giving, you're having a spiritual hangover. When you are sick of worshiping, you're having a spiritual hangover. So how can I avoid a spiritual hangover? Take another drink of the Spirit of God. Come on. How can I avoid depression, worry, pride, frustration, and temptation? Take another drink of the Spirit of God today. Hallelujah. I need more of a spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. I need more of the Spirit of God. Amen. Oh, you thought this is going to be a boring service. You thought this missionary is tired. Amen. I'm going to preach a masterpiece tonight. Amen. Come on with me. You're with me? Praise God. Come on. How can I avoid a spiritual hangover? I need more of the Spirit of God. I need more of the Spirit of God. Praise God. So the first two signs of a drunk, of a person being drunk, it's first in their mouth. Ever seen that? Talk weird, you know. And then it's in their feet. Ever seen that? Come on, I know you've been there. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. These pastors are not watching. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Amen. So, what I'd like to do tonight is, i like to share this with you. And I hope it's alright. But listen, i like to bring this up things I've noticed about drunks okay and I bring that up and I put it in a, their behavior I put that in a parallel to how we behave when we are drunk in the spirit of God is that okay 
Amen. So, so don't be mad at me, but just follow me, all right? So I want to share with you things I've noticed about drunks. All right, you ready? You ready? He's still thinking about it. Amen. You ready back there? All right, good, good. Okay, things I've noticed about drunks. Let me tell you. When bad things happen, they go get drunk. Pretty simple. Let me tell you. It's not time to get, get into, I mean, it's not time to quit when things get bad. Amen. It's time to go get drunk. When you are facing bad times, you are to tell the devil, I'm going to church and I'm going to worship until I cannot stand up anymore. I'm going to shout until I fall out. When bad things happen, it's time to go get drunk. Hallelujah. When bad things happen, it's time to go to church. Don't give up, but go to church. That's the place to be when bad things happen. Too many times we think, we think, you know, uh, that, that we need to, when we go to church everything needs to be brushed up and everything needs to be alright let me tell you church is like a hospital when you walk in a hospital things are no good but when you walk out of hospital things are good when you walk to church things might not be good amen but when you walk out your God is going to be greater your God is going to be bigger than any of your problems and any of your situation come on my God can do this it's time to get drunk when things are bad Hallelujah. Don't sit at home and have your pity. Go to church. Amen. Go to church. That's. Well, I'm not quite sure what you're thinking about. Uh, uh, oh, boy. This is what I think. You know, when you get full of the Spirit of God, prayer looks good. Amen. When you get drunk in the Spirit, Fasting looks good, amen. Holiness looks great. Separation looks great. You love prayer time at church. You love fasting time at church. Ugly things to the flesh will look good in the spirit. Come on, somebody. When you get drunk, mm, come on. Ugly things will start to look good. That's the problem we have with holiness nowadays. Too many people try to understand it with their brain. you got to get drunk in the spirit, full of the spirit, and understanding with your heart. You'll have to have a desire to get closer to God. And you can only do that when you are seeking the face of God and not the hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, praise God. Mm. Here's another thing. Most people cannot stand a drunk. So the only way to endure a drunk is to go get drunk with them. So, so next time you got somebody going crazy in your pew, don't go like this. Huh? Get crazy with them. Get your worship going with them. Hallelujah. God's going to bless you. Amen. Don't judge your neighbor, but bless the Lord. Hallelujah. No matter what happens. I don't care what my neighbor is thinking about me, but I want to worship God. Amen? Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, you can be seated. Listen, I want to tell you this story. I hope we have, do we have enough time? Is that okay? Okay. Amen. Well, the pastor's wife said yes, so that means that's true. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Listen, I, I had a pastor friend of mine. He had a problem with two people in his church. And the first person in that church, I like to call him Brother Worship. 
My brother worship, he likes to sit on the very first pew, and he's that kind of guy we like to call extreme worshiper, you know. And he's always extreme. As soon as they have worship kicking in, he's jumping up and he's dancing and running around and being all extreme about God. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys have those extreme worshipers around here? Amen. Yeah, I, I, I just, there it is. <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> Amen. You know, I, I, I just never really could understand how, how somebody can be too extreme for God. I mean, think about it. He died for you and I. How extreme is that? Amen. How extreme is that? Anyway, uh, the second person, I like to call her Sister Sour. Now, Sister Sour, she likes to sit way back in one of the last pews. Nothing against you guys. We love you, okay? <laughs> Don't worry. So Now, Sister Sour, she, she's that kind of a Pentecostal. She knows how to behave just right. She knows how to just worship right. You know. She's got her worship going just right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just her hand waving just right, just like the Queen Elizabeth. You know. She knows how to jump just right. <laughs> I mean, the Pente perfect Pentecostal, right? Amen? So, anyway... One of those days, uh, this pastor was sitting in his office, and somebody knocks on his door, and it was Sister Sour. So she comes in, and he says, well, Sister Sour, have a seat. How can I help you? So she goes, Pastor, we have a problem. <laughs> oh, we love it when we have problems at church, huh? Oh, mama. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so he says, well, what is it? She says, well, it's brother worship. His kind of worship is too extreme. And it's, it's scaring off our first-time visitors off. They never come back because they think we're all as crazy as he is. So she keeps complaining about brother worship. And, and the pastor don't know what to say. And he's all overwhelmed about the situation. And finally, you know, he, he just decides to give her the answer that we pastors like to give our saints when we don't know what to say. So he says, sister, we need to pray about this. It always works. Amen. Amen. I hope I didn't tell on you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, so, so she keeps complaining after a while. The pastor says, what do you think we should do? So she says, well, how about if we start our next service with a slow song, like Amazing Grace, something that will not hype him up that much. So the pastor says, okay, you know, why not? Let's try that. So she gets up. She's all happy, walks out. And about 30 minutes later, somebody else knocks on the door. But this time it's Brother Worship. He comes in, he says, well, Brother Worship, have a seat. How can I help you? He says, Pastor, we have a problem. Well, what is it? Well, it's Sister Sour. Her kind of worship is too extreme. Or not, I'm sorry, not too extreme. It's, it's influencing other people. Amen? It's influencing other people not to worship. While I'm on that, let me tell you, did you know that your worship is going to influence somebody whether you like it or not? If you want your children to get their worship going, you need to get your worship going. Come on, somebody. You will influence somebody with your worship, whether you like it or not. I want to influence somebody to get their worship going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He deserves my everything. Hallelujah. So he complains about this is our influence in other people. And, uh, 
So he keeps talking, keeps talking to pastors all overwhelmed, decides to give him the same answer. He says, brother, let's pray about this. <laughs> and so after a while, he keeps complaining. He says, well, what do you think we should do? So brother worship says, well, I think I have an idea. How about if I go sit back there with Sister Sour? And maybe my worship is going to influence her worship. So, so the pastor says, I think that's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Amen. So here we are. Next Sunday, Sister Sour is getting ready for church. She's all excited because things were going to be different. And, and your brother worship, uh, pastor must have talked to brother worship. Everything's going to be different. So she walks in and he's all calm and nice. And she puts her purse right beside her pew there. And as she sits down and she is watching brother worship coming in. And he's coming in all calm, all nice, not extreme, not hyped up. And he's walking straight down to her and shaking her hand. And sitting right beside Sister Sour. So she goes, whoo! Pastor must have talked to somebody. It's a good thing to talk to pastor sometimes, isn't it? Amen. Praise God. So she's all excited. So here's Brother Worship, though. He is so excited. I mean, he got himself ready all morning because he's going to help Sister Sour. I mean, don't we love to help people? Amen. And so he, he was so excited. He's going to help Sister Sour. So he, he, he wants to try to hold his excitement a little bit in him and not really burst out. So he's really trying to calm it down and hold it down. And, and so he's walking down to her and, and then he's shaking her hand and praise the Lord. You know, be, but he's so excited. You know? So he sits right down there besides Sister Worship. And, you know, they're going to start worship service with amazing grace. And, but he is so excited and he just can't hold it back as they hurt, hit that very first key on that piano. He gets so excited he can't hold it back anymore. He bursts out. He jumps up and he starts dancing and going all crazy. And then he steps out and steps right into the purse of Sister Sour and threw it throughout the whole congregation. Let me tell you, don't you stop me from worshiping God. And don't you let anybody stop you from worshiping God. God deserves our worship. Come on. God deserves our everything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord with me for a moment. Woo! If you cannot stand a drunk, get drunk with them. Hallelujah. Get drunk with them. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Our worship will make a difference. Hallelujah. It will make a difference. Remember, if you want something to be alive, you need to worship. Amen. And it comes alive in Jesus' name. If you want your church to be alive, you need to worship God. He will do these things when you are willing to worship Him no matter what. Amen. I want to be drunk in the Spirit of God. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Praise God. Hmm. Here's another thing. Drunks have no feelings. Drunks have no pride. Oh, you might not like what I'm about to tell you here. But I'm going to be out of, way, out of here anyways. Some of you are glued to your pew. By your pride. I, I don't want anything. No pride. No sin. Nor anything in this world to be between me and God. 
too many times, you know, our pride, we're worried about our neighbor, we're worried about somebody else, and it gets in our way. We travel the states. Let me tell you, we we sent literally hundreds of churches, and, and you know, when we travel, we we're the five of us, and we usually take up a whole pew. I mean, we're many, like we're legions, you know. We're and and we take a whole pew, and sometimes, a lot of times, people don't like that because we take their pew. Uh huh. It happens. You'd be amazed, you know. Isn't it funny how we have our own, own pew, our own spot, and we always like to sit there? I mean, I know you guys don't have that issue around here, but trust me, a lot of churches do. <laughs> and, and, you know, I like, to, I like to call that our comfort zone. You know, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, this is a serious thing. I've seen people having, I mean, literally cushions with their names stitched on it. It's just... Serious thing. I mean, people having their own little fan down there. It's almost like a living room. Only thing missing is a recliner. <laughs> Got the TV up there already, so. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's funny, but, but that's the truth. You know, people are in their comfort zone. I got to thinking about that. And, you know, I think you know, it's all right to feel comfortable in church. It, it's all right to, because, you know, if you can't feel comfortable in church, where else will you feel comfortable? Right? It's, it's all right. The only problem that we have is if we are locked in our comfort zone and we're not able to every now and then step out of that comfort zone and do something out of the ordinary. Our pride can hold us back from stepping out of that ordinary. Hallelujah. God can do something when we're willing to put our pride aside. Amen. I want to worship him. I don't want anything to hinder me. Come on, somebody. Why don't you clap your hands under Jesus? Hallelujah. Why don't we stand up together? Let's, let's stand up. I promise you, Pastor, I'm not going to be too long today. So. <laughs> mm. Drunks do not care about how they look. Mm-mm. Amen. You might have worked on it all day long. If you couldn't fix it till now, nobody's going to help you anyway. So It's over, baby. Hmm. <laughs> We have controlled this long enough. You need to let it control us. I don't care what my neighbor's thinking about. Amen. I don't care how I look. Here's one last thing. The music, maybe we can have music if that's okay. Here's one last thing. Drunks just won't shut up. Is that right? Just won't shut up. That's why when you come to church. And God fills you, God touches you, God is moving upon you. I mean, you will never end up doing just this. Not in a church that's alive. Amen. You'll have a desire to worship God. You'll have a desire to bring words unto the Lord. Amen. You're with me here. Come on. You'll have a desire to magnify Him and lift Him up. Amen. I don't know about you, but I have a desire to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So why don't we, I I know, listen, I know this is a mission service. I know this is a Sunday evening. It's holiday. So many people are missing and whatever, all these things. But let me tell you, you are here and that's the perfect thing. 
Amen. It's the will of God for you to be here. And I am here, and that's the will of God. But how about if God is going to touch us tonight? Why don't we all just come down to this altar? Let's, let's everybody. Come on, from the front to the back, everybody. Let's just make our way. Come on, you don't have to worry. We're not going to embarrass you. Just come on down. Are you going to come too? You're thinking about it? It's okay. Bring it up, baby. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Mm, mm. Praise God. We're going to wait on everybody. Let's just... Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.